Came here to say that you don't really want it with us, yeah. We love you, know. We came here to say that you don't really want it with us, yeah. The sports show. Yeah. That has to be the greatest Yo. opening ever. That Yo. is the greatest. Oh, oh man. man. I was not expecting that at all. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's a year for America right there. <laughs> What's going on, yeah. ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Your Sports Show, episode 38. I'm your boy, Big Baby, a.k.a. the soul of R&B. It feels like and we've been together longer than 38 episodes. No, it's literally it's, about to approach a year. Yes, it's, about it's to definitely about year. to approach a year. Uh, 30, uh, it's more than 38 if you count the doubles. But right, not, right, right. yeah, we count the episode like some episodes we split in half, and the two pilot episodes we did at the beginning. But thirty-eight. Shout out to my best friend. I'm wearing her shirt. Based Ooh. on our conversation later. Ooh, that's dope. Shout out to I like Sue. that shirt. She got any more? I need that. I need that. She might need to get a Mayweather one too, though. No. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> so, um, shout out to my esteemed <laughs> cast of bandmates. To my right, the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado. What's up, everybody? To my bottom right, the queen, Queen Tay. <laughs> and to my bottom left, with a death wish today, P.K. <laughs> Matt. What's going on? I'm sorry, Tay. I had to get at you because you know, everybody's that, saying I've been too dormant. I got that. I got it. I got it. I got wrong for that because you know what? Today we had over 74 million friends change the United States of America. So Facts. thank you to everyone of them 74 million. Are we, are, we looking, are we looking for change or are we looking for a pathway out of crisis? Let's not forget that the COVID. <sighs> Um, pandemic has seen catastrophic numbers over the past couple of days. And while there are millions of people rejoicing in the streets because of the election results, let's not forget that COVID is still real. You get what I'm saying? And wear your mask. Go stay home. I think, I think, and Tay, Tay is 100% right, you know, but I, I, I do want to reflect on something that uh, we can now call him this, right? President-elect Joe Biden said last night when he addressed the nation where he was like, you know, we, we can't do anything about the lives we've lost, but we can do so much to save lives moving forward. Um, I think today, right now, especially is a day of celebration for the nation, the nation celebrating, you know, a definitive kind of end to what these last four years have really been about. Uh, honestly, we all know it doesn't end until January on inauguration day. Um, but th this, I think this is a collective exhale from like the, the United States saying, okay, we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. But Tay is 100% right. There is still a lot of work to be done. 
not only across the nation in so many different areas uh, with the economy and everything, but especially with the COVID crisis, it is not over yet. So listen, I am all one for somebody out there celebrating today, but please, if you're doing so, please do so responsibly. I'm happy with all the news covers that I've seen of all the people out celebrating across the nation. I've seen, I'm actually seeing a lot of masks, right? Which is really cool. Um, but please continue and don't forget that just because we have changed who the president is going to be doesn't mean that the virus, you know, is done with us, right? So we we, we still have work to do. What's the fact? I'm going to need uh, Joe Biden to drink his uh, beet juice and um, <laughs> take a couple of uh, good workout regimens because these next four years are going to be a ride. Oh, yeah. You know, Kamala, Kamala's going Kamala's to keep him in shape. She was out for a morning run when she got the phone call this morning, you know. Uh, and I just want to say, I want to give all the roses to Kamala Harris. You know, we could list the resume of all the firsts that she is in being elected vice president. Um, I'm hoping, and I said this on Twitter, I hope this is the beginning of, you know, the foreshadowing of one day soon, we will have a female president of the United States, um, one day, you know, but I will say about Kamala Harris, her laugh is infectious. You know, um, when she laughs, you can you feel it in your soul. Um, and so every time, you know, when, when I've seen her laughing and smiling, it's been a great, been a great thing. So like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to the work. Yes, yes, yes. Amen to that. So let's not waste any time, Pete. World famous. Quick hits. Why did tell I was looking forward to the work? So let's get right to it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, let's start in the NFL. Uh, the big news coming out of the NFL, the Raiders were fined and lost a six-round pick due to multiple COVID-19 violations. Tate's talking about COVID-19 running rampant. It has been running rampant in the NFL, um, and the Raiders getting fined and losing a six-round draft pick. Now, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, called the uh, loss of picks and the fines draconian, but still standing, uh, Roger Goodell doing that. Also, the uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, regained six players on their defensive front uh, that they had put on the COVID list earlier this week. So they will be regaining those players for their game this Sunday. Speaking of players coming back, Antonio Brown has been officially activated for the week nine Tampa Bay Bucks roster. So he will be active. We don't know how much play time he's going to get, how many snaps he's going to get, but he will be active for week nine against the New Orleans Saints. Um, and also Mike Tomlin uh, last week when the Steelers defeated the Ravens, um, Mike Tomlin won his 140th regular season game, which broke a tie with Tony Dungy for the most wins by a black head coach in NFL history. Congratulations to Mike Tomlin, hoping many more wins to come. In the MLB, and this was the big news of the week, Last week, we spoke about the fact that A.J. Hinch was got, got hired by the Detroit Tigers to be their new uh, manager, and he was the former manager of the Houston Astros, was fired as part of the, the sign-stealing scandal that embroiled Houston. Uh, but it's not the only one coming back. Alex Cora has been rehired as the manager of the Boston Red Sox one year after losing his job as the manager of the Boston Red Sox. For those of you who don't remember, right after the whole Houston scandal, it kind of it, 
extended to Boston and the Boston Red Sox and also the uh, New York Mets. Carlos Beltran, who had been just announced as the manager of the New York Mets, was uh, relieved of his post as manager. And Alex Cora was uh, fired as the coach of the Boston Red Sox. But after one year away from his suspension, he has been rehired to his old position of manager of the Boston Red Sox. And a lot of people said the fix was in. I don't know. I don't know. Um, in some other election news, MMA star Tito Ortiz. <laughs> Tito Ortiz won a seat on the Huntington Beach, California City Council in recent election news. So, you know, we've seen a lot of sports stars move over into politics, and Tito Ortiz now taking that move over as a member of the Huntington Beach City Council. Uh, Louisville versus... <laughs> Louisville versus Virginia, Louisiana Tech versus North Texas, both football games postponed due to COVID issues affecting college football. And, you know, we've been talking about uh, COVID affecting both college football, NFL football. This is becoming a major big thing. Uh, also, one news to note, I forgot about the N NFL. The, uh, the Dallas Cowboys will be starting – QB Garrett Gilbert in their game this week as um, he was a former uh, player for the Rams, Patriots, Raiders, and Panthers, and Browns. But he last played football in 2019 for the AAF, the Amer Alliance of American Football. Wow. But after the struggles of rookie Ben DiNucci last week in the loss to the Eagles and then Andy Dalton going on the, on the COVID-19 list, uh, Mike McCarthy wanted a more experienced quarterback. Uh, under center. So they had a bit of a pseudo competition between Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush this week in practice. And Garrett Gilbert will be starting against the Steelers for them. Also staying in that Eastern conference, the Giants have officially benched wide receiver Golden Tate for their game this Sunday after his outbreak outburst on his usage for the team. If anybody saw on Instagram, his girlfriend kind of came out and ripped the team. His wife, I apologize. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tay. Uh, his wife came out and ripped the team over their non-usage of Golden Tate. Golden Tate kind of piggybacked on that. And now the, the, the uh, Joe Judge and the New York Giants have officially benched him for this week's game. Again, he's actually going to be inactive, not even benched. He's not even going to dress for the game against the, Was uh, the Washington football team. Two last pieces of Major League Baseball so news good. to wrap up our quick hits for today. Uh, so Steve Cohen... His sale of the New York Mets officially completed this week. So he is the new owner of the New York Mets. Sandy Alderson is taking over once again as the president of baseball operations. Many of you may remember he was previously the president of baseball operations. Here's what was funny. One hour after the sale to Steve Cohen was finalized, the entire front office staff for the New York Mets was fired. General manager Brody Van Wagenen, special assistant <laughs> Omar Minaya. The entire front office staff was relieved of their duties one hour after Steve Cohen officially took over ownership of the team. So the uh, Mets will definitely be seeing a brand new team uh, next year. And lastly, to, to end our quick hits, uh, we spoke about the fact that right after the Dodgers won the World Series, Justin Turner came back onto the field uh, to celebrate with the Dodgers team. Well, MLB Commissioner Rob Manford announced this week that Justin Turner will not be punished for leaving the the dugout uh, to celebrate with his teammate 
Mostly because Justin Turner came out, he did apologize, but also that Manfred was, uh, after speaking to members of the team, said that his teammates actively encouraged Justin Turner to leave his isolation room and return to the field, saying that they felt they had already been exposed and were willing to tolerate additional risk. Uh, Manfred's statement said that Turner believed he'd also received permission from at least one other Dodgers employee and that an unidentified person incorrectly told him that other teammates had tested positive, creating the impression in Mr. Turner's mind that he was being singled out for isolation. So Rob Manfred will not be punishing Justin Turner for going back on the field. And lastly, our final story in Quick Hits, the Super J Cup, which was announced very surprisingly by New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, the brackets are set for the first round. We will see Clark Connors go up against Impact Star Chris Bay. We will say we will see ACH going up against TJP. We will see Ray Horace going up against Blake Christian. And we will see last year's Super J Cup winner, El Fantasmo, go up against Leo Rush in the first round of the Super J Cup on December the 12th. And those, ladies and gentlemen, are your quick hits. I'm going for ACH. I'm going for Leo. I have a funny feeling. I would not be surprised if we saw finals of Leo versus ACH. Well, I won't be watching any of that. Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out I like Leo Rush, though. Don't yeah, I know. All right. I've heard, I've heard of Leo Rush before. Shout out to him. I want him to win. <laughs> you heard of ACH, we, too. Listen, we root for everybody that's black. <laughs> he used to be in WWE. You heard of ACH? Yes, you. Um, if Was we he did, in NXT? Um, Pete, yes. I know he you was, know the, I know you know the story better than I do. You can explain it better than I do. Uh, yeah. very quickly, he was he yeah. was in he was in NXT. He was uh he was actually in the uh he won the he won Cruise a away. tournament that they had in NXT. Uh, well, no, but he had won a, a tournament was in NXT for like Rising Stars. I forget the name of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. He was supposed to get a title was he shot. The racist stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. And you also know TJP. He was the winner of the first Cruiserweight Classic. He was suicide. You were about to lose your dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Shout for those people. Yay. Nah, we, we, like we said, we root for everybody that's black. So. I root for everybody because so, I don't know. Except, I don't know. For Herschel, <laughs> except for Herschel Walker after what yeah. he said on Twitter. Uh, and oh, took him to the oh, woodshed real quick. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh man, Herschel should have just just shut up. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> is playing with Uncle Shay. Okay, Uncle Shannon oh. took him to the Uncle woodshed. Uncle Shay was not playing, but Between him and Jericho. Everybody, you know, people are just you know, you know, a lot of people are saying. They're like, oh, we don't want Biden to win. Good luck with the rising gas prices. I'm like, what about COVID? Like, what about racism? Right. right. Oh, oh, how bad? <laughs> somebody, somebody on Twitter said that uh, AEW should send a custom TNT title to to Biden and Harris and have Jericho hand deliver it. Oh, it's an ugly belt. Oh. That's an insult. Oh, <laughs> it's an That's ugly belt. It's an insult. That's an insult. But 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 let's get into this list. We were spoke, uh, supposed to talk about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, some some of the 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 
the anger of, of it died down, but we still want the smoke. I mean, we still want to bring it up. So I'm going to put the list on the screen, go through it real quick. This is um, in conjunction with Box Rec and Fox Sports posted it as well. Um, the greatest boxers ever with Julio Chavez at the, at 10, Oscar De La Hoya at 9, Archie Moore at 8, Joe Lewis at 7, Bernard Hopkins at 6, Sugar Ray Robinson at 5, Muhammad Ali at 4, Carlos Manzon at 3, Manny Pacquiao at 2, and Floyd Mayweather at number 1. With that list, um, I know Box Rec goes off a point system. Which has is to why, be. which is why, uh, Manny, um, not Manny, Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather are at the top. But what are your thoughts on the list out of the ten people there? Who would you move into number one, Pete? I'm going to start with you. <sighs> I, it, it's it's very tough with that list because uh, I have a, a lot of issues with that list, and I don't think I can even actually answer your question because i think especially with boxing it can be super subjective right um my biggest issue with that list though where the hell is mike tyson where is mike tyson on that list mike tyson no listen mike tyson was 50 and 6 with 44 knockouts in his career love him or hate him mike tyson is one of the most well known boxers in the world there are people who don't know anything about boxing who know who muhammad ali is mm-hmm. who know who george foreman is either from the grill or from boxing right but know who george foreman is and they know who mike tyson is right they will know one of those three names, if not all of those three names. People who know nothing about boxing. You could probably say that someone like Manny Pacquiao, and even as much as I hate saying this, even someone like Floyd Mayweather has broken through to that level of you don't know about boxing, but you know about this person, right? I don't understand how Mike Tyson's not on this list, right? He is easily one of the most memorable boxers in all of history, especially in the last maybe, what, 20 to 30 years of boxing. You're saying what? Maybe Tyson, Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, you know, De La Hoya, Trinidad, all the, the middleweights and, and guys in, in that era, right? And then maybe what? Klitschko? And that's it? Right, those are the names you kind of know in, in boxing over the last twenty five years. I don't understand how Tyson's not on that list, and to me, the list loses a lot of legitimacy because Mike Tyson is not on that list. I'm not even going to get into my argument about Floyd Mayweather. I'm not a Floyd Mayweather fan. I I will honestly, openly say that I think my Floyd Mayweather argument does come with a lot of bias because I also have a lot of personal reasons why I'm not a fan of Floyd Mayweather Jr. I'm not a fan of him as a boxer either. Um, on, a pure, on a pure boxing argument, uh, I, I've always made the argument and I stand by it and I can get into stats on another show on another day uh, where he has repeatedly fought men who are beyond their prime. Yep. Um, rep- repeatedly... Yep repeatedly 
picked his own fights. He yep. has not fought the absolute best. He has not fought the next yep. person up. He is not. He he is Floyd Mayweather has always been a king of picking the fight that he knows he stands the best chance of winning. Okay, Floyd Mayweather is not going to get into a fight that he believes he stands a chance of losing to a large degree. And there have been at least two to three Floyd Mayweather fights where I thought they should have gone the other way. Me too. Right. Um, at least two or three that should have gone the other way, right? But I'll tell you straight out. If he fights Oscar De La Hoya three years prior to when he did, De La Hoya puts him on the mat, okay? If he fights, okay, if he fights Pacquiao when he should have fought Pacquiao, Seven years Pacquiao prior. puts him on his ass. Excuse yeah. my language. But he did. Okay. But yeah, because he, he fought him when he was already washed up. Like, but he still, and, right, right. I'm not even so going to get into the whole separated thing. If you could not hold your end of the bargain in that fight, why take the fight? But what didn't he? Even on. seven years out of his prime, nah, even seven years nah, out of his prime with a separated shoulder, he didn't up his How long did that fight last? Wait, didn't they go to a decision today? It did go to a decision. okay. He just got washed. Oh, God. They, got, but they, but they still went to decision. And at the end they of the day, to, Mayweather, Mayweather wanted it to go to decision. Okay. That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. Okay. 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 At the end of the day, at the end of the day, he ran from Pacquiao for 10 years. He ran from Pacquiao for 10 years. He ran from Pacquiao for 10 years. That's all it was. five years. Pacquiao should have took that drug test. Don't put that on Floyd. Don't put that on Floyd. That's no, the, so there, there is no, there is, there are, there are, there ah. are. Hold on, Matt. Ah. Hold on, and because because I looked into this because one of my biggest arguments in boxing has always been the Pacquiao Mayweather issue, and I've looked deep into this. Okay, Pacquiao on two different occasions agreed to the blood test, and Floyd Mayweather then decided to want to change the rules. First, it was first, it was. Okay, you need to agree on me getting the majority of the money. You can't. We can't get a 50-50 split. Okay, then, then, hold on. I'm, I'm going to say this, though. You beat Pacquiao, you be, you be Pacquiao in his prime, you're going to draw more than you did even before when you were to draw, right? So let's get beyond that. First, Pacquiao didn't want to agree to the money. Then Pacquiao agreed to the money. So now How Floyd Mayweather got no argument. So now Floyd Mayweather says, oh, okay, okay. You're going to take the money. You're going to take the money? Oh, we got to do Olympic testing. We have to do Olympic testing. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then, oh, no, then Pacquiao... No, hold on. Then Pacquiao agrees to the Olympic testing. But what happened then? At this point, you got your money. You got your drug testing. Now Floyd Mayweather says, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to do the Olympic testing, but you got to do the testing the day of the fight. Exactly. But That's only you. But no, but only Pacquiao. Mayweather didn't have to do the drug testing at Olympics. Mayweather was on drugs. Doesn't matter. It goes both ways. We don't know what he was on. Because we do. First of all, he couldn't read. So he, let me show No, no, no. Go ahead, Tay. No, no, Tay. Every single thing, every single thing that Mayweather wanted Pacquiao to agree to. He wouldn't agree to. He wasn't going to agree to. No, he wasn't. And so it ended up becoming a Pacquiao when he fought Pacquiao. He did not Yes, he did. Pacquiao was 75% senior citizen 
Look By the, the time Floyd Mayweather fought him, right? Come on, and that's like saying that. So y'all gonna come up with an excuse for for, for Conor McGregor getting washed too? Oh, experience. it wasn't his but element. They to keep up with Floyd Mayweather for seven rounds. So oh, imagine if he would have fought, fought Pacquiao ten years prior when Pacquiao was putting people on their ass, right? What do you think would have happened? He would have lost still. Who would have lost? Come Pacquiao. On. Yo, you, you're come on, you're biased. Come on, you're biased. Y'all making, like, making it seem like Mayweather had a glass jaw. Mayweather did not have a glass jaw. All my, all all my had all Mayweather's no, a different. You dress so that's why y'all all hate everybody hate Mayweather because Mayweather is a defensive fighter. You know and he's why? not he like Mike Tyson. He got nothing to do with his. I feel like he was overrated. I feel like he, Why? he gets a, I always felt like he was overrated. Because Why do you he, feel like he was overrated? Because he wasn't crazy. knocking people out like Tyson? No, because I, I didn't expect that from a, a light heavyweight or whatever. I didn't expect He's a that. He's a defensive fighter. But I, I didn't expect for him to be like a Mike Tyson who had no stamina but had all power. You get what I'm saying? I'm not mad at how he fought in the ring. I'm mad at the politics that he brought into boxing that's killing the sport to this day. How did right. how? Paul, oh, hold on. So, so let's go. Let's let's look at this. How did what Mayweather do kill? How did what Mayweather do kill boxing? I need to hear that. Boxing is a competitive sport, right? And you cannot call yourself the best of anything if you're not willing to face the best at their prime, even though it may mean that you will lose or whatever. You will get more respect as a champion if you take on the next, say you're number one. If you're number one, you shouldn't be fighting number eight. Number seven, number ten. Right. You should be fighting number two. How many times did Mayweather fight number two when he was number one? Almost not never. many. Almost never. Seem, and listen, I'm seem not like even all the heavyweight champions in the world that. only fight you number two. No, 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 but Matt, listen. No, 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 no. no, 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 no y'all picking and choosing. Y'all picking and choosing. Y'all argument to try to jerk on. LeBron or if Tom Brady had a chance to be like, you know what? I don't feel like playing the Ravens this week. You know what? I'll play. The Ravens next season. You're like you can't call somebody like that the best if they're not willing to beat to beat the best to be the man. You gotta beat the man. And I, he didn't. Ooh, beat, and he's he, the man. But no. beat him. He Hold on. He's the man. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna get points off of beating up somebody's uncle. He's years. the man. I'm not gonna beat do that. him. He was the man because he was strategically the man. Right, Matt. Nah. I mean, here's the thing, nah. Matt. Any Stop. man that put his hands on women more than he could put his hands on we're his opponent. We're talking about boxing. A, personal, we're talking like about boxing. All right, man. Let's talk about, about boxing. Because, uh, listen, so, I want to... back to that list. We first off, I want to agree with Tay with what she said. But you yeah. want to talk about boxing, and, man? And, and, and that's what we're supposed to be talking about. That's what we're talking about. I get really triggered when, it, when we talk about Mayweather. Because, to be honest with you, you only fans of his Excuse his behavior as a professional. You get what I'm saying? How he acted and conducted business was worse than how Don King did so. Because at the end of the day, it was like exhibition matches. Because you knew going into it, he was going to win. You get what I'm saying? Because like I said, you can't be number one facing number 12. You got to be number one and fighting number two or number three. And let me and, you choose who's number one. I don't and, like and the Matt, narrative that everybody's making it seem like Floyd avoided Pacquiao and he did not he did. avoid Pacquiao. He did let's, not. Let's, hold on, Matt. Like I tell these conservatives all the time, 
A simple Google search. I can Google search, search it. It don't. Yeah, it doesn't say. It doesn't say Floyd Mayweather avoided Pacquiao. No. He has some stipulations. I'm going to type the Google search and I'm going to put it in the chat. Matt, let's let's let's. And I and I and I want and I want to give Tay uh, just a moment, real quick, to kind of towel off for a minute, because I know she's, you know, she's got a lot of that that that, that, that trigger that's going, and she has right for that, right? I'm gonna agree with Tay on everything that she said about Floyd Mayweather as a person, right? I'm gonna oh, agree with that. Okay. No, uh, listen, Matt. Listen. So let's talk boxing. Let's talk Please boxing. Do. Let's get off the. Let's get away yeah, from the. Don't fact. make it seem like my arguments was just personal. No. Your arguments I didn't not. say that. My arguments, just I didn't say that. My arguments weren't personal. I put no. that in towards the end. Right. Continue. So continue. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, right? Let's let's talk boxing, right? And we could talk about the fact you yes, Matt, on paper, you are right. Floyd Mayweather is 50 and 0. Right? He has zero losses. Nobody beat him. You are 100 percent correct on that. And I'm going to even forgive Floyd Mayweather the fact that boxing as a sport, because he didn't control this, boxing as a sport is wholly different from when it was when we saw guys like Joe Lewis, like Muhammad Ali, like Hitman Hearns, like all of those guys who fought two, three times a year and always fought the top challenger, even if they lost. Right, that is not the fighter's fault. Part of that is boxing's fault because boxing as a sport changed. It became more of a money fight. Okay, so I'm gonna even I'm gonna forgive Floyd of that. But let's look at Floyd. Right, let's look deeper into the numbers. Right, let's go into this. Okay, Floyd Mayweather did not fight a credible opponent on his resume until his thirty fourth. Fight, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna juxtapose two streaks for you, Matt. Let's Please talk go. about Floyd Mayweather's unbeaten streak the same way we talk about the Undertaker's unbeaten streak, because we can make the same argument that Taker didn't fight anybody of real consequence for a long time as that streak was being built up at WrestleMania, and it wasn't until he got to about like maybe. 10, 11, and 0 that we really started seeing money matches, right? So let's look at Floyd the same way. Floyd's first really big match was his 34th fight of his career, okay? And that fight, that fight, right, was on June 2005 against Gotti. You're 100% right. That was his first fight of consequence. Then, okay, he fights Mitchell, eh, whatever. He fights an over-the-hill Zab Judah. He fights an over-the-hill Zab Judah. Zab Judah had no reason being in that ring. Okay. But it was for the IBF title. Right. It was for the IBF welterweight. All right, then. So they were vacant. Don't they were vacant. Don't, okay, but don't downplay Zab like Zab wasn't nothing. To, like Zab was lightweight. Come on. No, Zab was great, that. but in don't, 2006, okay, he was but was Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all saying he fought nobodies. He fought De La Hoya. He fought um, Juan Marquez, Mosley, De La Hoya, Cardo, Ortiz, But y'all making it seem like he fought nobodies. Don't do that. Hold don't on. Don't do that. But, but, don't but do we that. Are, we're not saying he don't fought nobodies. 
We're talking about when he fought them. Morales, like we knew he fought good people. Right. But when he fought them, that's the but that's, that's, that's what y'all initial statement was he fought nobodies. Don't no, do that. Don't do that. Let me get it down to you. No one is saying that Mayweather fought nobodies. What we're saying is that when Flint, when Mayweather fought somebodies, they were getting to the point where they were getting over the hill. He right. fought almost no one in their prime. That's what I'm saying. When did he fight? Pete, if you could correct me. What Don't year say over the hill stuff like Ali wasn't what over the hill. Did he he De La Hoya first. Okay, his, his fight against De La Hoya was in 2007, and if people don't remember, De La Hoya then retired in 2008. De La Hoya actually was thinking of retiring before now accepting the fight Floyd. against Floyd Mayweather. Do you know that's why Boxing is dying in five years before he actually fought Mayweather? It's like you are down credit wins off of age and, 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 and experience. That, that doesn't like, have anything to do with it. That has nothing to do with it. I don't, I don't, do I don't, do I don't even that. understand why y'all, why, like, why pe I understand why people hate Mayweather because he talks a lot, but come on. To sit there and downplay and make it seem like you know, if they would have fought 10 years before they fought. Pacquiao was going to knock out Mayweather. That's asinine. I knew that that wasn't going to happen. He was not winning that fight. Pacquiao charges at people. Mayweather's a defensive fighter. He would have figured him out by the third or fourth round. You see, he was you not know, winning that fight. I know that because Mayweather ran from him for a lot of years. So I'm just going to say this. We want to know what would have happened. I want to say this. I want to know, and I and I and I want to say this because I'm I'm also following the chat. First of all, I want to take a moment to say for those of y'all who are disrespecting any member of our panel by saying that they shouldn't be talking boxing or they don't know boxing, please keep the disrespect to yourself. Who said right? that? Secondly, who said for that? anybody, for anybody who said that? Take the one Who said that? But for anybody who wants to sit here, page. Anybody, any single one of us will sit here, okay? I have a sports background. I have played multiple sports. I have been active in the sports world since I was a teenager. I am not just a fan of sports. BK Matt has been involved in sports his whole life. Dre has. So has Tay, as well as being involved in a lot of other things. So we are not sitting here prognosticating over ideas that we have no idea what we're talking about. Yes, exactly. some, of, some of these debates may get seem like we're, we're sounding personal. And I said from Jump Street. That my Floyd Mayweather argument is going to sound like it has some bias in it. Okay? I said that from jump. Okay? But I've been watching boxing since I was a child. My father, my grandfather, and I would sit down and watch boxing. Now, am I as educated in boxing as a well-paid boxing analyst on a fight network or something like that? No. Right? Have I ever laced them up myself and gotten in the ring? No, I have not. But I know boxing from perspectives. And what I'm saying is, okay, as Tay has said, Floyd Mayweather may be 50 and 0. And you know what's funny is, well, I was thinking about this this week. I started to understand Tay a little bit better this week. You know why? Because Tay always is the one person on our panel that talks about Jordan in a negative light. And she always talks about Jordan's record. 
And we always talk about how Jordan, she, she has her cases against Jordan. And whether I agree with her or not, she makes her case. And always the one thing we hold on a pedestal for Michael Jordan is that he was 6-0 and in the NBA Finals. And we, and we put that up there like that's untouchable. And this week, while I was doing some thinking about this topic, I started to understand Tay just a little bit better when she brings her Michael Jordan arguments to the table. Because so many people who are Fairweather Mayweather fans talk so much about his 50-0 record like it's untouchable. But then want to talk about anybody who gets into the record. Okay, and starts to dissect the record. That's what statistics are made for. Statistics are made to be dissected. It is one thing, okay, when you play your Madden game and you want to play one of those NFL Europe teams and then you go online and you're like, oh, I'm 50 and 0. And then you go online and you play somebody in Madden and you get spanked. But you was 50 and 0. But nobody knew that she was playing NFL Europe teams, that she wasn't actually doing something against high-level teams. And so when we talk about Floyd Mayweather's record, we talk about, yes, a De La Hoya fight where De La Hoya had already been thinking of retiring. De La Hoya was not in his prime when he fought. Again, Jeffrey, no one's saying that Floyd didn't fight champions. Yeah, no one's saying that. that. Is that I'm clearly saying that Floyd Mayweather fought Hall of Fame level people. I Correct. Can, my only problem, I never said, and I'm saying it again for the fourth time. I've never said that Floyd Mayweather didn't fight great fighters, Hall of Fame fighters. My only problem, my only, you said it three times that I said that. No, I didn't. I said, y'all saying he fought over the hill fighters. My biggest problem is when he fought them. That's what I'm saying. They were champs. That's what I'm, okay. They only was a champ. Muhammad Ali was a champ in the 70s. Imagine him fighting somebody in the 90s. So don't say he over the hill if he's a champ. He's okay, defending he his championship. Not when he fought Mayweather. That's what so I mean. So, Jeffrey, I didn't and say. I, I didn't say. When he fought him. That's what I'm saying. And I didn't WBC say. He's a light heavyweight, light middleweight champion. I know a lot about boxing. And like I said, I'm I do too. I'm not going to defend how much I know about sports to anybody on this podcast or anybody that's watching this podcast. I don't have to just defend my, my pedigree. I know a lot more about sports than ninety percent of the people who watch this. So let's so be real. No one said. No one said. Mayweather does deserve to be on the top ten list. He does. I'm going to say that again. He does deserve. But I would never sit here with a straight face and say because he has a fifty and old record that he's better than a Muhammad Ali, a Rocky Marciano, a Sugar Ray Robinson, a Mike Tyson. I wouldn't put him above those people. Right. But he's definitely in my top 10. He's better than Pacquiao. I'll say that too. Do I feel that if he would have fought Pacquiao at the prime, that Pacquiao would have bust that ass for him? Yes, I do feel that. And mm -hmm. I will continue to feel that. So do I feel like as a, as a career does Mayweather have a better career than Pacquiao does? Yes, I do. I'm not Dela, saying Dela Dela Hoya could have beaten him. 
Delahoy and De- and Delahoya almost did because many people will tell you and many analysts will tell you and even the people who scored that fight will tell you that Delahoya was leading on the scorecards until the very late rounds of those of, of that fight where. As, as, as Matt has made the point, being that Mayweather is much more of a defensive fighter, the later you get into a fight with Mayweather, the harder it is to beat him because he does keep up his energy longer than most fighters because he's not trying to throw a knockout punch. But many people said, okay, that De La Hoya was winning that fight up until the very late rounds of that fight. And all of a sudden... Okay, you had Mayweather pull ahead. And no one's saying that De La Hoya was his first big fight. I said that Arturo Gatti was his first big fight, right? His 34th fight. Then he fights Judah in 2006. You know, I would, say, I would argue that Judah was past his prime. He fights Baldemir in 2006. He fights De La Hoya in 07. He fights Ricky Hatton, who was not ready to be in that position. Ricky Hatton was way too, was pushed way too quickly to be put in that position. I will honestly say that Ricky Hatton had no business being in that ring because Ricky Hatton wasn't ready for a fighter of Mayweather's caliber. Then he fights Marquez. Then he fights away over the hill Shane Mosley. Nobody's going to argue that Shane Mosley should not have been in that ring. Shane Mosley was past his prime. Then he fights Ortiz, Cotto, okay? Then he gets a quick, uh, uh, easy victory against Guerrero. Then he fights Canelo Alvarez in a fight that I thought was was probably one of Mayweather's best fights. Then he has the two fights against Maidana. Then he fights Pacquiao. Okay? Now, that Pacquiao fight should not have happened in 2015. I think everybody says that. Jeffrey, I honestly say, I know the Diego Corrales fight happened. I don't know very much about the featherweight division and the lower divisions. So I may be wrong in saying that he didn't fight anybody until um, until that fight. Um, but I was not, I'm not too uh, up to date about the lower weight classes, such as featherweight and stuff like that. So um, Diego may have been a really good fighter, and I just did not know about that. Matt, um, I want to give you... I, I'm sorry, Pete. Matt, I want to give you a chance to respond before we move on because I know it's been back and forth, but I do want to give you a chance to respond. So, Matt, please give your um, your response. And hold on, we finally, we went far from the list, but go ahead. I know, I know, I know, I know, but but this was was good, so I'm like... Let's get to the point. My whole point Uh, is, again, Tavia, I'm not saying that you're saying he didn't fight Hall of Fame talent. I'm saying, I'm more or less responding to the fact that y'all said he fought over-the-hill talent. These guys that he fought, they were champions. They were still fighting at a high level. So to sit there and say that Mayweather's fighting, he's picking people that he can easily beat, that's not necessarily the case. To say that Pacquiao, that, that he was running for Pacquiao for 10 years, that's not even close to the truth. I don't agree with that. And granted, he fought Pacquiao 10 years too late. But to sit there and think that Pacquiao was going to have his way with Mayweather, no. He wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to go down. What happened 10 years prior, 10 years later, was going to happen 10 years before that. That's the type of talent that Mayweather is. Mayweather is revered because he's a great boxer. We need to put more respect on that. He is a great boxer. He is one of the smartest boxers that we've ever seen y'all a lot of people i'm not even gonna say just y'all a lot of people focus on his antics outside the ring and the fact that 
oh, he's not throwing so much punches. But y'all forget the fact that people that that they that his opponents percentages drop fighting him because they can't land him. He's a defensive fighter. Muhammad Ali was a defensive fighter. Muhammad Ali was just very outgoing and outspoken, and everybody loved him because of that time. People didn't love him. Yes, it, 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 people love Muhammad Ali. People Our people love Muhammad Ali. Our people love Muhammad Ali. He was one of he was he was one of the most hated men in America. That is just in seventies. So let's be let's let's be honest there too. There were a lot of black people who did not appreciate the nation of Islam in the sixties and the seventies too. So I'm just I just want you to be very cautious and factual with what you're saying. And that that was the problem. Muhammad Ali was a defensive fighter, and nobody not once sat there and said, "Oh, Muhammad Ali is running from fights." A lot of people when he's in the fight, they said that they said that about him and Joe Lewis. They said that about Muhammad Ali. They said the same things. They said the same things. Regardless of anything, Mayweather is one of the smartest boxers of all time. See, no, Keith makes a really good point. Keith makes a good point. He's one of the greatest boxers of all time. He's a prize fighter. He's not a boxer. He's a prize fighter. He will not fight you unless money is involved. Sorry, if you're a fighter, if you're a fighter. If you was a fighter, you getting in that ring against anybody and showing you can beat them and showing you can beat them. Show, me a, no, show, me, show me a non-fighter that's winning boxing matches and winning titles and being undefeated. It doesn't matter about being undefeated. Show, show me one. No, show me one. What I, would, what I would say is I agree with Keith and I agree with Pete. He is definitely a prize fighter. He's not coming out his house for the love of the sport. Right. He's coming out of his house for the love of the bread. Okay? At the end of the day, let's let's like I said, I'm not putting I like I said, the most respect I'm gonna give Mayweather, I'm gonna put him in the top ten. Right? That's where he is. But you can't sit here with a straight face and say that because he's a defensive fighter, that he's that he's a the the best of all time because he's fifty and oh. I didn't That's, say he was the best of all I'm time. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. But the thing is Let's let's bring facts to the table. Yes, he is 50 and all. Yes, and the thing is, there is a case to be made that he fought people past their prime. We ha- we can't ignore that. We can't. I was hearing about De La Hoya when I was like 12, 13 years old. And by the time he fought Mayweather, I was like, damn, De La Hoya still fighting? That's what I thought. What is the, uh, quick question, what is the shelf life of, of an average boxer? What is the what what is an average an average like give or take an average amount of years that I think a boxer that's changed. is in his prime? I think that's changed over over the course of boxing because again it used to be that boxers would fight three, four, five times a year sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they would run through fights a lot faster and they would run through their primes a lot faster, versus now you're lucky if a boxer fights twice a year. And that is the one thing I would give to Mayweather. Mayweather consistently fought twice. A year. I'm not a fan of the fighting. That was below average. That was below average. The average lightweight fought five times a year, four point seven, which means that they fought anywhere between four and six times a year. Right. So to me, it really depends. Again, I don't think unifying class like. But again, here's the thing: if you're if your whole here's my thing: if I'm out there 
Okay, you're going to get titles regardless as you're building your record. But if I'm out there beating people, right, put it to you like this, and I'll use a, a, a sport other than boxing. Okay, Kimbo Slice came from fighting in backyards. Yep. Kimbo Slice said, I will fight anybody who thinks they can beat me. Kimbo yeah, Slice on every he did. But what did he do all the time? He says, I will fight anybody who thinks they can beat me. And he fought people. And he got knocked out. And guess what? He still got up and said, I still fight anybody who thinks they can beat me. And then he went to and then he went into so my question to you MMA. after that. My my question to that is, where is he now? He died. And how is he revered he now? Away. But how is he, he revered away. now? No, and I'm just saying, as far as his legacy, where is he at now? When you look at somebody who came from nothing, when you look at somebody who came from nothing as an MMA fighter who just said, you know what, I don't got no no formal training. I got no formal this, no formal that. I believe that I am the best fighter. I will go out there and fight people, right? Yeah, but and and that's the thing. Pete, me and you both watch UFC. Yep. I watch UFC. All right, we all watch UFC. I'm not doing that as a shot to anything. When you watch UFC, do you think anything about Kimbo Slice? I think that if Kimbo Slice had gotten into the UFC much earlier in his life, he could have been a problem. A problem as in how? You really thought he was beating got like the, the these men that we see today or or this, the ones that we see back in the day? Are you really serious? I, no, no, hold up. I, I, and I'm not gonna listen because I I'm a I'm a I'm a huge Hoist Gracie and Frank and and Frank and Ken Shamrock guy. Like I'm I'm big on the old days of UFC, right? But let me let me just put it to you like this: When you take a guy like Kimbo Slice who had nothing to lose, taught himself how to fight, fought in backyards, fought anything that moved. And if you give him formal training, if you give him formal training at a young age, if you were to take it a 25-year-old Kimbo Slice and put him in a multi-million dollar UFC gym with multi-million dollar trainers and put him in the UFC, I think Kimbo Slice could have been a problem in his division. But when you take a man who's 40-plus years old Okay, who literally has had what maybe two years of professional training outside of like, you know, if that out, you know, otherwise fighting on the streets for 35 years, and you put him in a cage against somebody who's been training professionally for, for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. That's a whole different story. But yes, when I do when I do watch the UFC and I think of Kimbo Slice, I think about how he could have been something had he been discovered a lot earlier in his life. And I think about how good he could have been had he gotten formal training earlier on. Again, getting back to Floyd Mayweather. I don't like Floyd Mayweather as a boxer because I don't think he's a boxer. I think he's a prize fighter. He's fighting for the money. He's not fighting because he wants to be the best boxer. He will fight anybody who runs their mouth. He will beat up anybody who thinks they can beat him. Right. Okay. That is not how Floyd Mayweather's mind works. I don't know how that man's mind works at all. Okay. But I know that he ain't getting out of his out of his house unless the money's right. And to be honest with you, if I was Floyd Mayweather and you didn't offer me the money, I will beat your guy and I will make you this deal. Don't pay me no money. I'll beat your man and then pay me. Right? Because I think I'm that damn good. I think I know I'm that damn good. Right. He fought his fights. He picked and chose his fights. He came up in a time of boxing where the boxer had a lot of power. 
right? And yeah, he I'm was able to change his fight. Because I he disagree was able with that. His fight. Um, I disagree with you, that. I will agree you with you on this, choose, Matt. You said pick and choose his fights, like as in his competition. When you say pick and choose his fights, you need to mean because the money meant right. Don't make it seem like he chose That's fights that he can easily right. win. Yes, it is. That's 100% what it is. It's so about his, money. Yo, so here's my question, man. He just said that. Bro, He's a proud fighter. He right. only wants to fight when the money makes right. So Don't make I have it feel a question like he, he's only fighting people he could beat. So I have a question. Boy. So I, I have a question then, right? Um, If he's only making, or like picking fights only if the money is right, why is he revered as such a great boxer if he's, he's only fighting for money? More. I feel like he's revered more by everyday fans like Matt. Than he is right. by in the boxing community, in the boxing industry, because everybody want him to be like Tyson, knocking people nobody out. Wanted him that's to be all like, it is. That's Just straight going in there. Nobody, nobody ever, going. nobody ever thinks that what Mayweather's divisions would be could do the same as what a heavyweight fight could do. It's like comparing the cruiserweights with the heavyweights. You can't, you can't do that. The thing, but is, my thing is, people are revering Pacquiao because he does that. Pacquiao was not even, I feel, let me tell you something. Pacquiao was revered because he never backed down from a challenge at the time, right? But to be honest with you, people do not revere Mayweather the same way everyday fans who kind of know about boxing does. Because they see the show, they see the fanfare, and they, and, they, and they resonate with that. You get what I'm saying? But if I had to go back to the original list, the list is definitely skewed. The facts don't, like you always say, the facts don't always tell the story. At the end of the day, fifty a 50 and 0 by Mayweather may not mean the same as a 20 and 0 Tyson. As a 30 and, and, and 5 Muhammad Ali. It may not mean the same. You get what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. You can't have a top 10 list and not have a Mike Tyson, not have a Rocky Marciano. You can't do it. Because automatically... It becomes skewed, and it becomes, I feel, open for this type of ferocious debate. But I never expected uh, Mayweather to be like Tyson. I, I have a, and I, I want to finish this on a quick question, right? Because, uh, and, and first of all, I want to say, like, Matt, I, I, I don't ever want to disrespect uh, Pernell Whitaker. By saying that Floyd Mayweather is the better defensive, the best defensive boxer ever, I think Pernell Whitaker is, in my opinion, the best defensive boxer ever. Right? Um, I think Floyd Mayweather is a close second, maybe third, because I think you can make the case of Sugar Ray Robinson, maybe even Muhammad Ali, um, Leonard. You know, I think you can make those cases. Um, but I want to, I want to, I want to start. I want to go here, right? Um, would Floyd Mayweather? Let's put this in, in, in a hypothetical situation. Move Floyd to heavyweight or move this guy down to Floyd's weight class. I don't care how you want to do it. Would Floyd have fought Buster Douglas? Oh, I don't, no. I don't know. If, 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 I don't care where you want to put it. If you want to put Floyd up to heavyweight or you want to bring Buster Douglas down. Floyd Mayweather would not have gotten into the ring with Buster Douglas. Why? Because the money wouldn't have been right. Tyson walked into that ring. And everybody thought Tyson was going to knock that, that boy out. Everybody thought Tyson was going to easily take care of Buster Douglas without a problem. Because Tyson had taken care of everybody. 
And Tyson had ripped apart Buster Douglas on, on verbally. Okay. And what happened? Buster Douglas, we all know the iconic knockout of Mike Tyson. Right? Floyd Mayweather does not put himself there. My thing is, Floyd Mayweather does not put himself in those positions. Floyd Mayweather, here's where I will give Floyd Mayweather his props. Floyd Mayweather is the best person in boxing in terms of putting him, never putting himself in risky positions. Okay. He would have never put himself in a risky position. And that is the one thing that Floyd Mayweather has always been great at. Right. He is great at not putting himself in a risky Very situation. Strategic. Very strategic. My yes. Tyson, you, did say, you did say he was a very smart fighter. I didn't mean to cut you off. Say, I, yes. I'm disagreeing with the point that that what yes. you said, Matt. I'm not. I mean, I'm not jumping it's in not on you in or anything like of that. Him, but, but it's not in terms of him picking less than their talent. The table, the table I'm talking about as far as defense. He figures out your plan during the fight, and he uses that against you, and he beats you, if not by knockout. By points, how was that? How was not intelligence? The man is I, like a walking robot in the ring. Okay, okay, he's overdoing it now. All right, he, he OD now. How am I overdoing? Ain't nobody overdoing it. No, I'm not going to downplay him because people don't like him. I'm not going to do that. It's not about not liking him. Respect needs to be put on him. Respect needs to be put on him. I shouldn't have to even say this. Even if I don't like a player, I can be very fair. I didn't say that. And say, I hey, said people don't like him and they disrespect him. I'm not saying you. He deserves the disrespect. He really doesn't. He as does far as his in ring talent, does no, he does he not. Does like even with Tyson, we know God. Fifty he, and Tyson. He's beating championships. He's clown weight classes. unifying titles. Tyson was a one or two hitter quitter, right? And you knew that if you and took the third. Third or fourth and round, you're not letting me. You Mike Tyson is not Tyson a smart fighter half the time. He lost. I can't even get a. I, I can never get a point in ever. Cause he lost. I get mansplained to. Like I don't know what I. You didn't even it's let not me. Not nothing to do with mansplaining. I was going to say that Tyson lost a lot of fights too. That's what I was going to say. But the difference with Tyson is that he never backed down from a challenge from anybody. That that's the that's what made Tyson a killer. Win, lose, or draw. Tyson used to get embarrassed towards the, the middle of his career. He got embarrassed by people he should have, who he had a reputation of being able to have to knock out, like Buster Douglas. He got embarrassed. But you know what he didn't do? He didn't pick and choose, cherry pick his fights. That's a problem. That and I don't understand because you like Mayweather. You know, if you didn't like Mayweather, you would know that it was a problem. But so, the bias so, so. comes because you like him. That's the difference. No, I respect him. Let's get that. That's let's get that. Straight. Let's get that straight. And you can't say that Tyson didn't cherry pick his fights because that Buster Douglas fight. That Buster Douglas fight was an easy pick. They didn't it expect that pick. to happen. Leon, yes, Leon, those were easy picks. Buster Douglas was not. The thing is, people underestimated Buster Douglas. Because they thought that the right Buster Douglas so fight was, was nothing more than a warm-up. He was, was going to win that whole He wasn't past his prime, though. That's a big difference. Buster Douglas wasn't past his prime. 
And how is the people that Floyd Mayweather fought out of their prime if they were champions at the time? Do you not read age difference? Do you not read career length? Forget the hold age on. difference. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. It does matter. matter. That does not fighting at the highest they're level. Not, you can't say that the highest level at that point. Oh, That's what you're right. not understanding. But they're champions. How are they not fighting at the highest level? They're at the top of the mountain. How are they not fighting at the highest level, Jay? Only twice a year. You got you got you got Pacquiao fighting four times a year. De La Hoya fighting five to six times a year. Mayweather consistently fought twice a year for preservation purposes. These other guys weren't preserving themselves the way that Mayweather was. I want to push back on something you said, Matt, just because, and we know this especially in boxing, just because someone is champion does not mean they are still at the top of their game, especially in boxing where we have seen boxers carry championships for years having very limited fights, right? Sometimes these boxers have one, maybe two fights a year to retain their championships. So we know for a fact that just because you're a champion in boxing, especially in this generation of boxing, no longer means that you are the best of the best of the best at that exact moment. If that was the case, there would be a lot of vacant championships in boxing because there are a lot of champions in boxing, especially over the last 10 to 15 years, that have not been at the top of their at the top of their sport or and the top of their division for a while. Think about it. Klitschko had like five championships. And fought like once a year, right? No one was going to say that Klitschko, Klitschko had no competition. No one was going to go over there and fight him and things like that. And then when he did, he lost, right? Boxing is a much different beast. It is a much different beast. It's a different beast than what my father grew up with, than what my grandfather grew up with. The people who watched boxing during the Sugar Ray Robinson eras, the Muhammad Ali eras, the Joe Lewis eras, even the Tyson era boxing fans, the heavy boxing fans, people who watch Hitman Hearns, right? It's a much different boxing world. It really is. Boxing is not dying um, because of, 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 of Floyd or any of that. Boxing is dying. Because unfortunately, and UFC has the same problem, they do not know how to market their fighters outside of people who are consistently winning. You do not have to be undefeated to be a star. You don't. We see it in UFC and boxing all the time that when somebody loses, they discard them as if they're nothing. And that's not the case. Right. You are supposed to be able to lose because in boxing and in MMA, the idea of losing means that somebody came and supplanted you. Muhammad Ali lost, came back, had rematches and then won. There is no better story in boxing than someone who loses and can come back from a loss and avenge that loss or someone who loses, but then comes back and shows that they're better. And sometimes a loss is the end of the career. Sometimes. Right. Yes. Being undefeated does not mean you're the star. You can lose and be a star. Yes, I get that, and I, I agree. You guys, everybody made valid points in this argument. This this could honestly be a whole episode in itself. I think it did become a whole episode. <laughs> it did. It, it, it essentially did. Um, I do. Um, I 
I do want to um, get into some NBA stuff because that that is important um, as well. One argument to the next. <laughs> the, <laughs> the NBA is restarting. Uh, well, they're beginning their season again, um, December twenty second, twenty twenty, um, a little bit before Christmas. Uh, we were talking about it amongst ourselves in the chat, but um, the question I give to you: Who is the team that is most likely to dethrone the Los Angeles Lakers? Tay, I'm going to start with you. Which of the teams outside um, East or West is the teams that can dethrone the Los Angeles Lakers? Um, the Golden State Warriors. People forget about them because everyone was injured last year. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, um, depending on the night, um, maybe the Brooklyn Nets, if they get their stuff together. Um, I'm kind of dis- also I'm kind of upset with Le- what something that LeBron said um, about the season, saying that he's gonna cherry pick games for the next like season. If you're gonna do that, then you might as well retire, bro. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that shouldn't be a privilege. Agreed. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think that's kind of corny that he said that. You get what I'm saying? But um, at the he's end of the God. day, huh? He's God of the NBA. He can do whatever the hell yeah, he wants. But the thing is, at the end of the day. It just it kind of craps on all the times that people defend him as a high level competitor and this and the third. Like you don't this you forget that this is a team sport and you're the face of the the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna cherry pick games, you might as well sit down. When did he say that? I didn't even read. Like that. a couple of days ago. You did say it a couple of days ago. I was looking at it funny. Like yeah, I was like what? But um, that's another thing where I could say I can I can like a player and like a, a, a athlete and still not like some of the things that they say or do. That's human opinion. But at the end of the day, um, I think the Golden State Warriors might be a problem this year. Um, they they have a lot to kind of prove after last season was a bust. Um, I think the Brooklyn Nets, like we said last year, still have a lot to prove. I mean, I don't see them kind of dethroning the Lakers, but I think that they're going to give them a kind of a a run for their money, depending on what pieces they put together. But other than that, I, I mean, the other teams are kind of like whatever to me. Even the Clippers. <laughs> Damn Clippers. Matt, yeah. your thoughts? And I've been with saying that since the beginning of of last season. When you we were. You definitely were. <laughs> Matt, who will dethrone the Lakers? Honestly, is. I don't see really – I mean, granted, there's going to be teams that's going to compete with them. But as far as dethroning them, um, we're talking about two of the top five players in, in, in the world on the same team. So it's going to be hard to dethrone them. That That's my take on that. But if you want to say teams that's going to compete and give them a, a, a challenge, yes, I will say the Warriors because that big three is still intact. They have chemistry. Um I, I'm, I'm optimistic to see what they're going to do in the draft, what moves they're going to make, because um, they still got Wiggins. You know, um, they got Kevin Looney. They they could get rid of that. They could dump that and then Wait, pick up somebody. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. That's, that's the big three. That's how it started. So. That's how it started. So they got their big two. <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do this with you. I'm not gonna do this with you. 
because we going it's gonna be another. I think that Iguodala left and KD left. I thought that was the big three, but whoa, Iguodala was coming off the bench. What are you talking about? Still better than Draymond. You got to stop. (laughs) Really got to stop. You really got to stop. Um, I know people are 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 downplaying the Clippers, but I'm they're they're still they're still the Clippers. I mean, they're still a top team in the Western Conference. I'm not sitting there thinking like, you know, they're gonna dethrone the Lakers or not, but they're still there. They're still formidable. Um, after the showing of Dallas and 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 um and Denver, we're talking about a young Denver team that 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 put a lot, took up that went back and it came back on on two two very formidable opponents in Utah and um and the Clippers for that matter. So Denver's coming back and they're going to be ready cuz they have that experience. That so that that's another team on the west that can give them problems. Luka is a problem um with with a healthy Porzingis and if Porzingis matures up they can be a formidable opponent. Um, but on the on the East, Miami's still that threat. Uh, we don't know where Giannis is going to end up. He has to still do technically another year in Milwaukee unless they trade so. him. Now he's still. I mean, I'm I'm not saying Milwaukee. I'm just he's saying we don't know what's going to happen. No, he's contractually no, I'm obligated. About, yeah, I'm not saying anything about Giannis. Um, your your um thing on Milwaukee. No, nah, yeah. I, Let's talk look, about Giannis. Like I'm shaking my head. Like unless they get a point guard, like as in a Rondo or or Chris Paul, because I've heard talks about Chris Paul p- potentially going there too. It's between um, Milwaukee, Miami, not Miami, Milwaukee, the Knicks, the Clippers, again, which I didn't understand that, and the Lakers because they haven't re-signed Rondo. Um, Can you imagine so Chris it, Paul finally going to the Knicks after everyone was saying that he was supposed to go there after Lala and Melo's wedding? That was like a hundred yeah. years ago. Yeah, I mean, ah. still, it still won't help the Knicks as Good far times. as making them a threat. Yeah, <laughs> but it's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, Miami's a threat. Uh, Boston's still around. Ain't no telling what Doc is going to do with Philly because. I'm hearing a lot of rumors in the air for that. And, like, we've been talking about the Nets. We talk about the two top players in, in the world on the Lakers. You still got, you know, Kevin Durant, and who's also one of the top five players in the world. If he's at 80% with that roster that they have, they are a threat. They are 100% a threat. He doesn't even have to be 100%. He's, he could be 80%, and they're a threat. Because he doesn't even have to be athletic. He's going to give you 27, 28. So, I mean, the Nets and, and the Warriors are my choice, though. Okay. As far as threats to them, threats to them, not dethroning them. Because I don't gotcha. think anybody can really dethrone them right now. Pete? Um, I have to agree with with Tay and the Warriors, I mean, a lot of people sleep on you know the fact that the Warriors are getting back a healthy Clay Thompson, a, health, a fully healthy Steph Curry, Draymond, all of that. Um, but if what LeBron says is true, right? I think because one of the biggest things we're going to find this year is you're going to see a lot of veterans with a lot of load management. 
You're going to see a lot of veterans, especially a lot of these teams that were playing in the playoffs, in the bubble. They're getting, what, maybe two, three months off, right? You're going to see a lot of people cherry-picking games. You're going to see a lot of people kind of sitting out a couple of games. Because so a lot of teams had rest since March, man. Yeah. A lot of those teams didn't even make it to the bubble, and the teams that did make it to the bubble, a lot of them had an early exit. It's comparable with the usual season rest before yeah. the boot camp. So, you know, so my issue is if LeBron James, especially speaking about LeBron James, if LeBron James decides to cherry pick parts of the first half of the season and then comes on strong, obviously you're giving the Lakers a a bit of an advantage that no one else has because you have a fully healthy LeBron James coming in off off the bench off of some rest. Right. Um, But I think in the West, the teams we got to worry about, depending on the moves that are made. Denver, can they add to that core, right? What are the Warriors going to have, you know, now? Um, You know, we obviously don't know how free agent signings are going to be, who's getting who in the draft. In the East, obviously you got to worry about Miami, right? You have to worry about that team. They're coming back. Are they going to make any moves? There's been loads of rumors about Giannis and, and Miami. We'll see how that works out, if that works out. We all know what the Nets have. Um, if you know, so I think it's it's really the same teams right now that are that they had to worry about in the beginning. But I think in the West, you have a lot more teams. Matt makes a great point about Dallas. I think Dallas, with a healthy Luca, with a healthy Porzingis, getting some more players around that team could be interesting. But what I think is really interesting is who are the Lakers going to get? Rumor came out today that Gordon Hayward is trying to get his way out of Boston. We've been hearing rumors. Yeah, right? Uh, We've been hearing rumors that Devin Booker wants out of Phoenix, right? So, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how these players move, right? Um, I had a friend of mine today who said, hey, Gordon Hayward can come to L.A. if you want. No, No, the fuck he can't. You know, now imagine someone like Gordon Hayward replacing a Danny Green. You know, that would be an incredible spot up shooting weapon for the Lakers. So I think a lot of it is going to be based on how these free agents uh, and trade the trade season pans out. But I think really the teams I got to worry about are Denver, are Miami, are the Warriors, are the Nets. Those teams are the teams you really got to worry about. And mostly because most of their players that they didn't have last year are coming back from injury. Uh, agreed, agreed. I think everybody made some valid points. My My quick take on it. Um, I think I'm going to have to side with, with Matt on this one and saying I don't see a team at the present tense that's going to dethrone the Lakers, barring injury. But on the other hand, with the points you got, everybody's made, the Warriors um, and the Nets, those are the two teams I'm kind of looking at this year to kind of make some noise and, 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 and compete. Because anything can happen in the playoffs. But um, for a team like um, Golden State, who's been sitting for almost eight months, as basically a whole season, basically been sitting for almost a whole season, coming back to start playing, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so we, we just have to wait and see. But – uh. You remember, uh, Matt, you remember last year when we were doing fantasy basketball? 
I try I try to, you know, forget it. Yeah. I didn't do so, so well. Matt was at the bottom of the list, and every time anybody played Matt, they were trouncing him, right? It's because I don't understand fantasy basketball like that. That's the only reason. It's harder than fantasy football. F- fantasy basketball is basically you have to watch it every day. Fantasy football, you have to watch it once or twice a week because of Thursday, Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. Uh, but basketball, yeah, you have fantasy baseball is a <laughs> fantasy baseball is terrible. I, I've never gotten into it. We but should do that though. We should I'm do fantasy never basketball. doing fantasy baseball. <laughs> no, I mean but, basketball. Fantasy. Oh basketball, yeah, no, we're, de- we're definitely we're definitely getting into that. But um, as we get into the standings, we're talking about you being at the bottom. I've taken your place amongst our um, our pick five <laughs> um, rankings. So I am Ray, 11. Ray is currently at the bottom at 11 and 9. Yeah. I'm over 500, so that's good. This is true. <laughs> you're, better, you're, better than, you're better than both New York teams. I am. Progress. Progress. Um, but I want to get into the pick. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's not forget the rest of the rankings. I can't make this about myself. Queen Tay is at 15 and 5. Um, she uh, one pick that pr- pretty much bit her. I slept on. Let me tell you something. I, yeah, I completely forgot. I wanted to change my pick before the game, but I was so busy. Yes, last weekend I was like, yo. <laughs> because remember, I said I was like I don't feel good about that pick. Yeah, you did say that. Time, yeah, you did say that. I told you that Raven Steelers game was going to be close. Um, Matt is uh, what? Is, what are you and Matt's records right now? Matt Matt is currently in uh, leading uh, the standings at sixteen and four. Look at God. Uh, Tay's fifteen and five. I am in third place at fourteen and six. So there's a two game swing between third and first place, and then Dre sitting there at eleven. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but <laughs> let's get into the pick five this week. Um, as usual, I say the games. You tell me your winners. So we're gonna start with the Colts and the Ravens. Um. I'm going to go – I still can't go against the Ravens, and I don't really like the Colts, so I'm going to go with the Ravens. Pete? So you're taking the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Colts are undefeated at home. Mm. Colts are undefeated at home, um, but I do think Lamar Jackson is going to want to come back. You know, the, the, the running game for Baltimore kind of bothers me a little bit. Uh, but I am going to take uh, Baltimore over the Colts to give the Colts their first home loss uh, this year. Queen, Colts, Ravens. I need a minute. Come back to me. I don't. I don't. Matt. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad picking them last week. So I'm just like. So now you're looking like you don't know. I, I get you. Me. You said Ravens? Yeah. All right, so I, you said Colts, Pete, right? No, I took the Ravens. So everybody's in favor. Everybody did the Ravens, I think. Okay, I'm yeah. just making sure. So everybody's in favor of the Ravens. Seahawks, Bills. That's going to be good. Are we frozen? So, sorry, Seahawks, Bills. Seahawks, Bills. Um, mm. 
I'm going with the Seahawks. Pete. Uh, I am taking the the reigning uncrowned MVP <laughs> in Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Okay. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Matt? Matt looks like he's about to take them damn bills. <laughs> See, I'm crazy. thinking about it, bro. They're not. They're not. They're not, not looking bad. like they're 62. They're, they're, they're a good two. team. They're very good. They're team. a real good team. And yeah. um They're the best team in New York right now. Shut up, please. Come on. <laughs> it's true. Uh, hold up, we're past bit. The hell was and at least, at, least they, um, at least they won. They won. They won their game with their quarterback actually throwing a touchdown. Unlike Miami, where Tua didn't throw anything. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. You know those, them, them, them Alabama quarterbacks, huh? Damn, them Seahawks. All right, everybody's um, we're four for four all together. The past two picks. All right, here's one that I know is gonna be split: Saints, Bucks. I did. I went against the Saints last time. This this happened. I'm going with the Saints this time. Gotta be careful though. Antonio Brown, Tom Brady's new pet project. It's fresh. It's fresh. He been living it up with Tom Brady and family. Living in his house. Living in his house. Living his best life. So. And Antonio Brown wants to make a statement, so I'm just saying. And who was the last quarterback to throw a touchdown pass to Antonio Brown? Brady. Tom Brady. But I don't trust the Bucks' defense against the Saints' offense. I don't trust not too many defenses against the Saints' offense, honestly. Right. Like I've had. Okay, are you taking? Are you taking the Bucks' take? Did you pick the Bucks? Yeah, she wasn't clear. Definitely wasn't clear. Definitely wasn't clear. All I'm just saying. <laughs> it might be a draw. It might be a draw. Oh. This ain't Philly, Tay. This ain't Philly. We don't do ties up in here. I would I would be pissed if we pick this game and it goes to overtime oh, how and it's would a that draw. Go? A, I just want to like, say, by the way, can I just say, though, uh, I, I still reserve my right to rag on the Philadelphia Eagles, even though I said that for the next four years, I will, I will never say a bad thing about the city of Philadelphia and the, and the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, but oh, I still reserve my right to rag on the Eagles. For sure. So, Pete, who are you picking? I'm taking the Bucks. I am, I am going to take the Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think their defense can actually do well. They have a very fast defense. They have one of the hardest-hitting defenses. And to be very honest with you, Drew Brees has looked like old man River this year. He has not looked great. He has not looked like the Drew Brees we're used to seeing. So, I don't know. I I don't usually like to take Tampa, but I'm going to take Tampa against the Saints. Coin. I'm taking both of them. Uh, no, <laughs> this would be the first time in history someone will take the tie spread over a win or a loss. <laughs> Let me just think. Uh-huh. 
I gotta meditate on it for a second. All right. Matt. I got, my blood pressure is like. <laughs> Let me actually Matt. see since you mentioned that. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Unhealthy, unhealthy wealth of riches. I gotta go with Tampa Bay. Oof. I want to see something real quick. Hold on here. Um, I don't. I'm. It's killing me to do it, but I'm just. So, Tampa Bay, the latest odds. Tampa Bay. Uh, let me see. Here. Favorites. Yeah, believe so. Here. Um. Yeah. It's um. Saints are given four and a half points. Oh damn! I got the Buccaneers defense in two this week. Oh man, I gotta take, I gotta take them out. <laughs> Saints are given four and a half points. So I don't All know. Right. All right, Tay, TikTok. <laughs> Who's the last No, I don't think it is. No. Come back to me. You're the only one left. Yeah, you're the only one left. Next game. Okay. Bears, Titans. Um, I'm going with the Titans. Damn. I'm going with the Titans. <laughs> Wait, who? Go with the Titans. I don't mm. care. I'm tired of the Bears disappointing me and making me look bad in front of Pete. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going with the Titans. <laughs> like... I don't know. I they don't are know. who we they were. I keep telling you. We're not going there today. What's their schedule? I mean, what's their um record? Titans. They're like seven and two, right? Something like that. I tell you right now. Five and two. Five yep, and two. Right? Five and two. And they're on a two-game losing streak. More Titans. Oh, you too. Okay, I'm going tight enough, and I and it it kills me to do it because I want to usually get at Pete, but yeah, I'm gonna continue. I think I'm gonna go with the um, who you got, Pete? Who you got, Tay? Ladies first. Oh, you know, she, you know he gonna pick the Titans. He don't like Chicago. No, he's picking the Titans. You know he's picking the Titans. (laughs) I mean, you never know that until I make the pick. You make picking the Titans. You're picking the Titans. I don't even know why Dre asked you. Listen, I could be like Philly. I could start red and go blue, right? For all you know, you think I'm going to pick the Titans, and then I'm going to pick. Listen, the Bears have been very good. The Bears defense has shown me some things. Um, And I think for this game, Bears versus Titans, I'm picking the Titans. You know how like it, you know <laughs> how you got that little swoop that that stay perfect, the soul glow, it one sticking out because you're lying, right? right you you, the one, you wanted to lie so bad. No, no, he went to the Titans. He went to the Titans. He was building it up just for it to be the Titans. You know, so trying every, to get, I was trying to get that that heel promo, that Mark Henry retirement promo. Like I'm gonna retire. Yeah, no, no, that, didn't, that didn't work for us. We yeah, knew. didn't we work knew. out for you. Yeah, at all. Um, yeah. And the so only thing is, you think to the Bucks, Tay? No, 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 no. We got one more game. We got one more. Oh, game. we got one more. Okay. Um, okay. Um, the only other game that looked somewhat interesting, even though both teams were terrible. Huh? The Cowboy game? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, <laughs> do I have to play? No, no, no. That that's for Atlanta. No, I'll play that another time. The Jet Giants. 
Giants versus the football team. Because the <laughs> NFC East is just uh, it just uh, sounds stupid what you said it. <laughs> the Giants they, against they the are, football team. They are the football team. <laughs> so the Washington just, football team. I'm gonna go with the football team because Danny Dimes is good for Danny turnovers. <laughs> and I wait a minute. So you but the Giants looked really good against the Bucks. They did. Sorry, guys. Yeah. The Giants looked really good against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. They lost that game by the skin of their teeth. They should have won that game. <laughs> which is which is why I picked the Saints over their Bucks too. But I'm going with the football team. The last time I picked against the Giants, the Cowboys did beat the Giants. So let, let's make it two for two. Here's my question, Dre. You picked the Giants. And the football team instead of the Raiders versus the Chargers, which the Char- is probably going to be a really good game. Um, I, I picked this game for comedic purposes. Miami so, and Arizona. Like, Come on, yeah. the second coming of Tua. Nobody wants to see. Nobody wants to see Tua in the first place. I'm pretty the mad Jets that- and New England. That's going to be a. Oh, how are we not picking the Jet New England game? The Jets might get their first win this season. Nobody wants to get the game, Jets. Cam Newton is going wild out on the Jets. Yes, he is. Especially all that talk about him this week, about how, you know, he needs to reevaluate if he's going to have a career after this. I think that's such trash. This man about to throw five touchdowns against the Jets, bro. Sorry, Matt. But so, uh, Dre, you're picking the Giants over the football no, team. No, no, no. I'm picking the football team over oh. the Giants. Oh. I'm taking Washington. No, I'm oh, taking oh. the football team. I'm not calling them oh. that state until that man get, officially gets out the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, who are you taking, now, Dre? Matt, uh, Matt, who you got? Uh, the football team or the Giants? I was about to say the Pee Wee football little giants from the DVD that I, I was watching last night. Ain't nobody listen. As long as nobody, as long as nobody disrespect my girl Becky Icebox O'Shea. We Boy, Icebox was the was the truth. O'Shea and the annexation of Puerto Rico. Okay, the greatest play. <laughs> Yo. play How bad you even remember that? Oh my God, Joe! The annexation of Puerto Rico, the greatest. You know what that do to you when you five years old? Like, what the heck does that even mean? It like, is. It is one of my two. It is one of my three favorite childhood sports movies. It was Little Giants. It was Mighty Ducks, and it was Air Bud. Air, Air Bud, Bud wasn't bad. Air Bud was the a great first movie. one. Wasn't bad. No, the first one. That's, bad. that's the only one we talk about. It's the only one. Um, we talk about. I'm going with the Giants. Okay. I am also going to take the Giants. I have no faith. I, I, I listen. I think Kyle Allen is a better quarterback than Dwayne Haskins. Um, Dwayne Haskins to me is a guy that should have stayed a couple more years in college. Um, but I think the Giants are going to have to do something. Um, and this may be there. This may be. This may be the one chance. Both. New York teams have 
at a win. Uh, and you know what? I've actually just talked myself out of the pick. I'm taking Washington. All right, then. I was about to All say. Right. You're dragging it right now. You wanted to say dragging it. I was, I was three football, the three New York football teams. Let's not forget. I, yeah, I, legit, I, I legitimately was like, you know what? I'm going to pick the Giants. I think this is good. And then I realized, oh, wait, Golden Tate is not playing. And oh, they, exactly. they have nobody No, no, no. Else. No, no. Pick the Giants. Go ahead. Say They wasn't throwing it to him anyway. They wasn't throwing it to him anyway. Over some dump, we need to we need to more put more highlight. Of it. He's not going because he got into an argument with one of the coaches' staff. You, mm, I'm going with the with 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 the orange hair Warriors team. <laughs> the orange hair Warriors team. That's all right, I'm so I'm gonna switch to. I forgot Golden Tate was in playing. So um, we're all picking. We're all picking the football team. Oh, I was wow. just gonna let. I was gonna let them be <laughs> stupid and do that. I'm not even. Gonna hold, I was sitting there like they are not. They really not doing this. I know they know what I know. Because I, I could have sworn Pete said it earlier, if I'm not mistaken. I'm like, I know they know what I know. Well, that means that the only game that could decide how things change will be this one, the Saints versus the Bucks. We have picked the same teams in every single one of these games. Uh, but now we are just waiting on Tay. Are you taking Drew Brees and the Saints? <laughs> yeah, oh, now, now you said, you said graphic, wait to the right? end, so now we waited. We here. Jay, you should have put the you should have put the SpongeBob graphic. Twenty one years later, <laughs> right? Right. Ah, still ain't, still ain't got we're nothing. Not, we're not we're not talking about SmackDown until you get this pick. <laughs> so, right. oh my goodness, I did not even watch SmackDown. How about you that? mean to tell me Damn. I gotta ask my nothing. cousin? To do an interview? <laughs> that was the only. Yo, I still no, 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 wait, wait, no, 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 no. Don't change oh. the subject. Maybe that's hey, what it is. No, great. That might be the issue. That might be the issue. Tay's got to ask Roman first before she can make this pick. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> just pick. But just pick Tom has, Brady. It's okay. Pick she Tom Brady. No, she has no access. The worst that can be is I picked Tampa Bay. I'm picking the Bucks. All right, so I'm the only one who picked. I'm the only one who picked the Saints. Yes, the so that means it's not gonna matter. Listen, I'm at the bottom. I'm a little bit far farther. I can't wait until I win, and then I, it's gonna be Tavius tea time. Just come up with a, no. It's gonna no, bring no. me so much pleasure if we Tavious end this season and I I'm actually a, beat I'm, you. I'm it's about it's to gonna start. give me not, so much. I'm pleasure. not gonna lie. It's not happening. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna start compromising. I'm gonna start compromising y'all. I'm about to start hitting y'all up on the side. Yo, pick this person. <laughs> Yo, yeah, flip this around. You have to lose. You have to lose a couple weeks, but this person gonna lose too. I'm gonna. I'm no, gonna I think because I think like if you would have picked a game like the the Raiders and the and the Chargers, that's a game that might create a little bit more dissension, right? Because it's like Not really the Chargers. The Chargers. The Chargers. The Chargers, right, but Vegas has had a great run. The Raiders, the Raiders, that defense has been great. They've been doing some really good things. You know, we're waiting for we're waiting for Justin Herbert to break through if he's going to break through. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, Justin Herbert, to me, has had the worst luck for any rookie quarterback. That right. boy has been playing out his mind, out his mind and they can't buy a win in San Diego. All right, so, I I, I so um, let's get into some SmackDown. So, 
the results of SmackDown so far. Seth. Seth defeated Otis to uh, qualify for the Virus Series for the SmackDown team. Um, Ruby Riot defeated Natalia and Zelina Vega for Ruby Riot to qualify for SmackDown team. Thank God they're using Zelina Vega, though. And she looked King good in Cor- that match. King Corbin defeated Rey Mysterio to qualify for the men's SmackDown team. Mysterio got robbed, bro. Jay Uso defeated Kevin Owens in a hard hitting match. Um, a really good match. You said, and yeah. then, are you forgetting how we started SmackDown? We no, get into that. We get into that. Not, that. Was, oh, I was about to say. Oh, the, no, the way that he had that sentence structure was like that was going to be his last match. And I was like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. See, look, keep you on your toes. The SmackDown Women's Championship match, Sasha Banks versus Bayley. This is the end of the feud. This is the match I really wanted to speak about. Um, definitely um, between the Jay and Jay Uso match and this and this match. Basically, they won A and B for the match of the night, slightly more towards the Women's Championship match. Um, what, is, what are your thoughts on that match, uh, Matt? Which match are you talking about? The um, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Sasha awesome. Bailey. It was an awesome match. Um, perfect ending. Mm-hmm. You know, she it was clean with the bank statement right in the middle of the ring, tapped out. It was it was a real good story ending to that to that storyline. It was a real good match. Uh, I, I liked the the Carmella edition at the end um i'm not gonna hold you i'm i the jury's not out with the carmella um gimmick i, I love the fact that um michael cole was like so uh cory what do you think <laughs> like, i love that part i was dying he said what do you think cole i loved it it was, it he, gave, was he gave him a slight i don't know if you noticed when he talked about carmella he talked about her and then he gave like the slight little Slight little uh, eyebrow right at the end of it, just like yeah. that kind of the wink and the nod to anybody who knows. Yeah. Right. He. I mean, I, I, like I said, it's not out yet because again, this is like our first time actually seeing her in the Thunderdome, and you know, seeing her get like you know knuckle up a little bit. Granted, she she super kicked Sasha when she got to the top of the stage or whatever. So I mean. We're gonna see. I mean, she's a, she's a former women's champion, so I mean, she's she's a viable she's a viable opponent for Sasha. So I mean, let, let's just see where it goes. I'm glad that the Sasha and Bailey thing ended. I just wish crowd could have been there. I think it would have been even more special for that storyline. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. You know, you you get what you get, and it was pretty good. Um, Pete, your thoughts. You were about to lose your guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I really loved I was actually surprised that it opened SmackDown, but I was very, uh, at the same time, pleasantly surprised by the opening of SmackDown. I thought it was a really great match to open the show with uh, and a really nice way to end that match with the Carmella thing. Though, I will say that the ending to that match with Carmella super kicking Sasha to to finish that that feud and kind of punctuate the beginning of the next feud felt like it was more something that should have happened at the end of the show right like that could have been one of those where Sasha wins 
big kind of thing. We see the we you know Sasha goes up the ramp, she puts up the title, turns around, big super kick from Carmella, the big X factor on the stage, and then Mella's Mella's kind of like posturing to the crowd um, as the graphic, the end graphic kind of comes on. It felt more like an end of the show kind of situation more than something that we do at like 8.15 and then we don't really talk about it again for the yeah. rest of the show. Um, that was the only thing that kind of irked me a little bit. Um, but to me, the best part of SmackDown is the continuation of Roman Reigns as Michael Corleone. Okay. It, as the Godfather, like, his the, the way he's working his mannerisms, the way he's working his speech patterns, the way his facial expressions are working, and the way that he interacts with Jay, and even the way he interacts with, with Paul. To me, my favorite interaction last night was um, after he kind of dispatches Jay. He doesn't turn. He never looks at Paul. He keeps his back turned to Paul, and he goes, he says, did you, did you know about this? And he was like, oh, well, I was I kind of found out about it while it was happening. And he was just like, I pay you to know this. I pay you to know everything so I don't have to. Right? And kind of gives him that look. And all of a sudden, you see, like, that fear in Paul Heyman. And, and I just, I'm loving the way they're really running this Godfather vibe this Michael Corleone vibe out of Roman. I'm really loving it. Um, I'm calling, you know, it's the Samoan Godfather to me right now. Um, so it's really great. It, it, no, it really is. Like if anybody who's ever watched the Godfather one and the Godfather yeah. two, and you watch the way that, especially Michael Corleone, the Al, Al Pacino's character in those movies, the way that he interacts with characters, especially before he becomes the Godfather. And then after he becomes the Godfather, I see a lot of those nuances, those very kind of veto. The Michael. Okay. Jay being kind of the Michael in this. And uh, Roman being more of the veto. See, I get more of a sunny vibe. I get more of a sunny vibe from Michael. Like, I mean, not from, from, from Jay. Where it's like he could have been the head. He knows he has the abilities to be the head. But he's kind of being suppressed. So they kind of took, like, that sunny character and went in a different direction with it. Well, but but yeah, a little bit of Fredo too. Except that except that Jay's a little bit more uh, a little bit more powerful than Fredo was in those movies. But I can right. completely yeah, see where you're getting that. So yeah. I completely get where you're what you're going at. Go ahead, say take it from there. I didn't watch McDonald's. Aww. I was watching CNN. <laughs> we were Hold I think it. we've all been watching CNN. I've had so well, I have this really cool thing on my TV uh, because I have um, the where I stream. I, I have my Fire Stick and where I stream my TV for. I have like a, um, you know, I could have multiple streams on at once. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like even Wednesday, I had CNN, NXT, AEW, and it's always been CNN and something else on my TV for the last couple of days. So I completely get it, Tay. I, um, yeah, I know all politics all the time. Like a lot of my friends who who worked on some of the campaigns, you know, cheering them on. And I've I had, will say, I've friends on both sides of the the campaign spectrum. Hey, I will Hold say on. the one the one plus to me watching CNN for three straight days. I know she's a married woman, but damn, I got a crush on Abby Phillips at CNN. She's beautiful, she's a beautiful woman. She oh, is. that woman um, is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, oh my gosh, she's she's amazing. To, uh, to, wrap, to wrap up the show, 
Um, I know Tay. I know Tay. One, uh, she mentioned something that uh, mentioned something to us um, um, pre-production that she wanted to say about the election. So oh, instead, yes. instead of us doing a full bring bring it to the table with all four of us, we're giving the floor to Tay for bring it to the table. Um, so Tay, the floor is yours. So mm-hmm. today, right? We found out that Joe Biden is not a president-elect to lead us to the next four years, right? It's been no secret that the past four years have been highly divisive and identity politics have kind of taken over um, more traditional party politics, Republicans, Democrats. What I do wanna say is that although Biden-Harris didn't win the ticket and we are so proud that Kamala Kamala is the first Indian and, and Jamaican female vice president, first female vice president at all, what concerns me is how hard fought this election was and the road that we have ahead of us. You get what I'm saying? The real work, we did our job. It's time for them to do their jobs. You get what I'm saying? Because people of color are never marketed to when it comes to these elections. You know what I'm saying? And over and over again, black women have been the the heart and soul of the Democratic Party. And it's time for them to kind of give people like Stacey Abrams their flowers who mobilized over 300,000 people to register to vote in the Atlanta metro area, right? And when it comes to Donald Trump, right? I never wanted Trump to fail, to be real with you. Because a failure for our president is a failure for our country. But I do feel that even though I am more concerned with the people who felt racially emboldened by Trump than Trump's actions of his own. There were people in office that knew better, that know better, and continue to kind of put ego and and race and discrimination over what's best for our country. And to Donald Trump, I felt like this this should be a lesson in humility Divisive politics can only get people but so far. He ran his campaign on a racist platform 